sit down boys if I get a treat for you fighting the fight when it comes to technology we are the knights of the kingdom of geekery we rise up when it comes to the challenge of discussing all this nerd knowledge we are the digital soup we are the digital soup we bring with lots of laughter Tune in now if that's what you're after Digital Soup We are the Digital Soup We are the Digital Soup With Jason Adam and usually Dave Hello there, Soupheads. Jason here. Just over three years ago, I was chatting with Adam one evening, and we were tossing around the idea of maybe starting a tech podcast. We were in the early planning stages when we did mention to our friend Dave that he should join the show also. He was a little reluctant, you know, as he didn't think he could add much in the way of tech and wasn't sure if he could even commit any time every week to it. We told him, hey, that's fine. Just join us whenever you can. And we agreed to add him to the show then at that point. And we decided, hey, let's give you the name Usually Dave. Just, you know, such you're not going to be there every week. Uh, That's a joke in itself there. Over the next three years, uh, we've had so many great shows with interviews, comedy songs, laughs, and of course some great information. This has been some of the most fun I have ever had. I just love hanging out with two great friends and talking about all the things that we're just so passionate about. The three of us have had great chemistry together, and we play off each other with just such ease. Now, I know they will continue making the show the very best it could be as I leave the show in their most capable hands. Unfortunately, I have things in my personal life that I need to devote all my time to, and that means that I can no longer be part of this great show. This is not a decision I've made lightly, and actually it has been months in the making. I'm going to miss spending time with my longtime friends, just the energy we have and the fun we have every single week, and I'm going to miss all of you great listeners and the interactions we have and just performing for you. I always thought I would do this show, you know, all the way up through retirement, and it is disappointing that, you know, I wasn't even close. Shut it, Adam. I know you're going to say, hey, weren't you retired next week? No, I wasn't. You know, I, I, I can't wait to just listen to the show every week, and I wish the very best for these two who are going to helm the show, you know, just for years to come. Maybe they're going to add a third. Maybe they'll add a surprise person and show's going to be even better without me. For the last time, friends, I just want to say goodbye, Gators. All right, so welcome back. This is the Digital Soup Podcast. I'm usually Dave. Joining me is Adam, and as you heard, no more Jason. It is unfortunately true. Yeah. This, uh, you know, I've got to say, like, he mentioned in there when I heard it, I, I legit teared up. Um some some really n- touching things he said and and what he said about when you guys brought me in and that whole thing is is very true like i i thought nah i don't know i don't know if i can do this and now <laughs> now look at it but yep. i do feel so fortunate that uh that you guys asked me to come along and it's it's a real bummer that he had to step away like this unfortunately and and we're not going to get into why um that's his personal stuff um yeah but 
I think we should make a note. I mean, right. Every he left on very good terms. Yeah. We're still excellent friends. That there was zero, and I mean like negative five bad <laughs> right. blood here. This right. was purely a, a personal choice on his on his part, and you know right. he, he kind of gave his statement there on on focusing on on other things. So yeah, we wish well, him the absolute best. We will miss him on this show mm-hmm. um, as one of the founders. You know, it's obviously the the tone of our show is going to change. You know, because we're missing that <laughs> that that goofy Jason dynamic, right? <laughs> that we right. all come to appreciate. But um, yeah, we're we're planning on carrying on here, folks. Right? Yeah, we we will be obviously in, in you know the the one thing I guess I wanted to mention is that as he mentioned in his his farewell, he said this is a decision that's been months in the making for him. Um, and he kind of made it almost, it almost sounded like it was, <laughs> it was all of us talking about this and it, it really wasn't because for us, this has been kind of a, a whirlwind rocked our world a little bit, which is why we, you know, kind of sound like, well, we are going to continue and we don't know what's next because we just found out about this, you know, last week Yep, and, um, kind of, you know, hit real hard. We thought he was joking at first and he wasn't. And, um, you know, so for us, this is, this is all new and, and we're going to spend probably the next, you know, couple weeks, uh, to a month, whatever it might be, just kind of figuring out what, what digital soup 2.0, I guess you could say is going to look like with the two 3.0. of us. Yeah. 3.0. That's right. Um, so there'll be some changes coming. So I hope you guys, you know, stick with us on this journey. I wouldn't expect anything like super drastic. I mean, we're not going to literally start talking only about food, you know? Yep. But, uh, maybe, well, yeah, never know. We don't know yet. Yeah. We're, we're, but, the point is we're still, Adam <laughs> and I are still kind of in that, that brainstorming phase and, yep. uh, dealing a little bit with the shock of like, okay, wow, this, this happened. Wow. And yeah. making the transition happen and, and, you know, moving all the social media accounts and, and taking care of all that stuff and all, all the behind the scenes stuff that's got to happen and get transitioned over. Logistics. Logistics. Yep. And so as that goes, we'll see some some things change a little bit. Um, for tonight, though, what we decided is, is you know, kind of some some down news. We lost, yep. we lost one of our brothers here and, um, you know, hopefully someday he can join us as a guest or something for a show here and there. But yep. um we didn't want to have an episode where it was like super upbeat and everything else. And I jokingly told Adam, well, let's, uh, let's just crap all over something else then and take out our frustration. Yep. So after we hit the ramen, uh, with some quick news, which tonight we're not messing with timers. Um, we're just gonna keep some news story, news stories short and, and go with it. And then we want to talk all about our most hated movies. You got it. <laughs> and, I, I so, struggled with this, but we'll get into that in a bit. So we will. So before we get into anything else, Jason, from the bottom of my heart, I appreciate you know you putting the show together originally. This was Jason's idea. You know, mm-hmm. after we I reached out and we we hadn't talked in years, Jason's like, let's do a podcast. And then Dave got brought in, and it's been just a joy for me, and I really mm-hmm. do appreciate it. And I thank you, and uh, wish you all the best. I agree, and I'm I'm not gonna get too flowery but uh the the one the one <laughs> also thing screw you jason yeah also <laughs> <laughs> you and your hemorrhoids can go home though no. um <laughs> no what I, what i wanted to say though and, and this is kind of wild for me to think about a little bit is that adam for you and i we knew each other for years through jason 
Correct. And, you know, it really wasn't until he, he put this show together and, and brought us, you know, together every week doing that where you and I have become come very close. And yep. um, that's one of those side benefits that happens where we went from being kind of, I mean, friends, but more on the acquaintance end of things. Like, yeah, we know each yeah, other. We, but, we never really hung out before. I didn't really no. know you. We didn't know each other very well. No. You're, I remember you coming to my wedding. <laughs> yeah, oddly, weirdly. I think I was Jason's date. That's what yeah, happened. Probably. <laughs> ugly date. Yeah. yeah. I don't so, know which no, one No, Jason, us. we said plus one, not plus two. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> I heard there was a buffet. <laughs> yep. But exactly. no, and it's it's one of those things that, I mean, I'm I'm very, I feel very, very blessed, you know, to, to be able to have been on this journey and and we're going to keep it going to new places, and it's let let both of us do a whole bunch of new stuff. You know, spinning off our own shows and all, all the different things we've done. It's been a blast. So, again, as Adam said, thank you, Jason, and all the best for you going forward. So, hopefully, we can do you proud. Yep. So, with that, let's get into the ramen and talk a little bit about some stories here. Mm-hmm. And if you want me to jump in, I'll go ahead. Let's do it. Okay. So there is a fake email. Oh. <laughs> never spoiler alert fake email (laughs) but this one is actually saying it's from the world health organization oh boy and it's about the coronavirus awareness and safety and of course um this is according to nakedsecurity.sophos.com who does fantastic security blogs um cyber crooks love a crisis because it gives them some kind of believable reason to contact you with a phishing scam and so they are sending out emails that say things like dear sir Go through the attached document on safety measures regarding the coronavirus. Click this button to download it. And what you end up downloading, of course, is some kind of malware. And it is just a cruel hack for those that are alarmed about the existing current coronavirus and are interested in, in, you know, protecting themselves. They're getting these emails and they might be opening it. And the next thing you know, their accounts are compromised. So look out for grammatical errors. This is this goes for any kind of phishing scam. Never let yourself feel pressured into clicking a link in an email. And don't take don't be taken in by the sender's name. They can fake it. Mm-hmm. They can say they're the IRS, they can say they're World Health Organization. They can say they are your mom. NSA, whatever. <laughs> Almost every single time they are they have spelling and grammar errors. Yep. And when you look at the links inside of an email, hover over it with your mouse and look for the address in the bottom left corner. If it doesn't match like the site you're looking at, it's definitely spam or, or phishing stuff or malware because mm-hmm. half the time it'll be like, hey, uh, PayPal changed your account. And you hover over the link and it's like something.cn, which is like a Chinese you know, right, right. Um, domain name or a Russian domain name. So never enter data in a website um, that it shouldn't be asking for. There's no reason that a health awareness page would need your email address or any password. Right. And, uh, just in general, try not to use the same password on more than one site. That's a tough one, but it's a good, good way to stay secure. So mm-hmm. that is the warning on phishing stuff for coronavirus safety emails. So how wild would it be if all of a sudden this new computer virus comes up? That is, they're also calling coronavirus. <laughs> like that super confusing. <laughs> <laughs> My computer got it. Dang, this thing's really, really potent. <laughs> Ooh. <laughs> Is there a snake in here? Yeah, I shouldn't have visited that site that's sold from China. <laughs> yeah, don't even visit the Wuhan site on your computer. <laughs> yeah, it's uh, it's crazy the oh, links that, that these people go to to 
just steal information, you know, and it, potentially much more malicious information, you know, what they're trying to do. Yep. But never let a <laughs> never let a disaster go to waste, hackers. <laughs> right, pathetic. It's a, like an old marketing calendar where it's like every day's a holiday. Tomorrow's national, you know. <laughs> <laughs> uh, sugar-free ketchup day or, you know, something like that. Ooh. I don't know if that's a thing, but. I don't know either. <laughs> Maybe gluten-free well, ketchup. Right. <laughs> gluten-free. There you go. Or you know, jam. I saw, I was in the store today gross, doing a little grocery shopping, and I saw they are selling what they called mayo chip. And go what on. it was was ketchup and mayo pre-mixed in a squeeze bottle. Ah, Fry sauce. Yeah. It was I almost bought some, but I opted for the toasted or uh, roasted garlic mayo instead ah. for my turkey sandwich. So there you go. Anyways, good options. Yeah, we weren't talking about food, but <laughs> yeah, here we are talking about food go literally figure. five minutes after we talked about not talking about food. <laughs> yeah, don't get your hopes up, <laughs> listeners. Jason is not playing a prank. <laughs> yep. We are not true. going to contradict ourselves, sadly, in that case. Um, my, my first story I had, uh, related to overseas a little bit, there was an artist over in, oh shoot, I forgot where it was now, overseas German artist, name of Simon Weckert. He took it upon himself. He, he had a little fun with the Google Maps app because as you know, Google Maps will track traffic and how it does that is through the number of cell phones actively using GPS in part. So he really? filled up. Yeah. I didn't know that. Yeah, and it's going to, you know, if you've got Google Maps going, it's going to be able to see that, okay, it's tracking location data, so this area seems to have heavy traffic right now. And <laughs> he went in, he filled, I don't know how, I, I can't imagine the money he spent to do this, but he he got a little red wagon, you know, like a little flyer red wagon thing, yep. and filled it up with uh, apparently 99 different cell phones, all with the Google Apps or Google Maps app running on it. And then he proceeded to walk back and forth across this stretch of road. And you can see there's not another car in sight. But what he did is it started showing up on Google Maps for people who were using it for traffic and everything, mm -hmm. uh, navigation, as a heavy congestion area. So every, everyone was avoiding the area. <laughs> and so oh, he, that is genius. Yeah, he basically just tricked it by walking up and down the road with 99 cell phones in a cart. <laughs> and was enough to trick Google Maps into believing there was a uh, virtual traffic jam, you know? <laughs> and so kind of a interesting, and it's funny, he's an artist, so I think he did it as some sort of performance art or anything like that, but it just well, shows, thought, you know. I thought hey, for sure ahead. he was going to cause the uh, the traffic to be saturated in some kind of shape. Well, that's what I thought. Maybe he was going to do something, but no, it's just a straight line. But mm. who knows? Maybe he's leading to something else, testing a theory. But, you know, it kind of just goes to show with just very basic uh, technical knowledge, uh, some financial resources, of course, to buy 99 cell phones. Um, anyone can do this, <laughs> which makes me wonder, in your bigger cities, say like for us, it's going to be Minneapolis-St. Paul, if you had, you know, when you've got people like in the summertime and everyone's out walking the streets, you know, out sightseeing, doing everything, there's cars around, mm -hmm. obviously, but I wonder how much of these Google Maps and stuff, when they're showing the traffic, is actually picking up all the people that are down there just walking. You know, they park in a parking garage and then just get out and walk for miles, you know? 
Yeah, I have no idea how the algorithm works. That's interesting. Yeah. I didn't even know that's how that how they were tracking it. I, I didn't either, I have, but based on this article, that's what they're saying. Yeah. I mean, if your phone's uploading your current speed and stuff, and you see on their yep. algorithm actually accounts for the sudden slowdown, you know you've got a traffic jam. Mm-hmm. But uh, interesting. Kind of wild. It's art. <laughs> I and it's totally funny because this, it. when you look at this article, um, the, they show pictures of the guy. They won't show his face. The one shot that would clearly show his face, it's blurred out. Although there is another, there's a YouTube video on it that the guy posted as well, which has his face. But this wagon he has, I mean, it's just like the tiniest little kid's wagon. Not plastic. It's it's the old school metal type, little wheels. But I mean, it doesn't even come up to his knee. Just a tiny little oh. wagon. This dude's just walking the streets with it back and forth. It's a special art wagon. Yeah. <laughs> well, Red we can rocket. jump from jam to RAM because sometimes yeah. the RAM in your iPhone might need to be cleared out. Mm-hmm. I never knew this was a problem, but I have had instances where the phone was being sluggish and I wanted to clear my apps. So you end up kind of double tapping the button and swiping all your apps out of the way. Mm-hmm. Apparently, there's a different way to do this, and that is to clear the RAM using just the phone itself in about mm-hmm. 10 seconds. Yeah. So the way that you do this is you can either go to settings, general, shutdown, and that, or else you just press, when your phone is unlocked, by the way, your phone has to be unlocked for this. Um, press and hold the power button until you see that slider that says power off, but do not slide it. Press mm-hmm. and hold your home button until the screen goes back to the home screen. This takes about five seconds and that's it. And if you go back into your apps, you'll see them kind of reload themselves and they're not going back to the state they were before. So this is a short one. It's just a real quick hack. If you're, if your phone's having any kind of performance issues, your iPhone specifically, give that a shot. Yeah. I, I remember not my current phone. Uh, what did I have before the 6s plus, I think. And I remembered reading something about, you know, holding down the power button, almost like you're going to do a screenshot, but same thing and hold yep. it down. But the phone, it used to shut off. And then when it would, you'd have to boot your phone back up and supposedly that would clear out and, and help you gain some speed back. Mm. And I forgot about it. And then when you, you had me try it tonight, it definitely, you know, popped up and you saw everything reload. So who knows? Seems yeah. like something that's easy enough to do, you know, once a week or whatever, just to kind of clear things out and make sure things are running smoothly. Yep. Basically, you're cleaning the pipes. <laughs> just like. Like a Mario. <laughs> yeah. Now, I put this story in here because, first off, we're going to talk about movies we hated. And I thought this was funny because <laughs> <laughs> the Super Mario Brothers movie is is one of those movies that is, you know, generally considered terrible. Okay, I got to stop you here because so Dave and I have talked extensively about how annoyed we are with some some journalistic writing, yeah, and yeah. titles. You know when people, you know, they're trying to be edgy, they're dropping the f bomb and swears in titles. There's a subtitle to this article that is hilarious. So the, the title of the article is "Mario Creator Explains Why He Approved Another Movie." Subtitle: Please don't be as bad as the 1993 film. <laughs> That's awesome. Right. That's a subtitle right. I can get behind. Yep. Anyway, not now, to side rail, but go on. <laughs> the, the reason I put this in here, the, the video is interesting, and, and basically, you know, you can watch that in the show notes, but it wasn't to talk just about the Super Mario Brother movie because this article kind of showed something that I was not aware of. The gist of the, the Nintendo side of it is that this guy wants, he wants there to be a good movie. He also revealed he wants Nintendo to turn more of its games into movies. 
Now, okay, that's interesting. What got my attention was there, if a little ways down the article, you can see a slideshow they put in. Every video game movie in development, and in quotes, almost. <laughs> I see it. There are dozens of, of games in here. Now, we know about Sonic. We've talked about that before. The popular Monster Hunter game looks to be getting a, a film adaptation from Paul W.S. Anderson, who is the Resident Evil movie guy, which will also star Mila Jovovich. Looks interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, Rainbow Six apparently getting some sort of movie. Uncharted has been up and down. I rem- I hear of a lot of noise about that one. And... Uh, Looks like that may feature Mark Wahlberg in a role. Um, Mortal Kombat's getting a new movie Mark as well. Wahlberg. Yeah. And we know there's a Tomb Raider 2 coming, which is Mortal interesting. Yeah. The jock jam. Get over here. <laughs> exactly. I like that movie when it came out. You know, I did too, and I'd be interested to Your see what they do with mine. a new one. You know, it's it's kind of interesting to think of because what oh, they're the saying about it's such a stinker. Yeah, well, here here's the blurb they have. At one point, New Line Cin- uh, New Line Cinema had a second sequel to 1995's Mortal Kombat in the works. Now the studio is rebooting the series with The Conjuring's James Wan as producer and Simon McQuaid directing. Cast includes, oh boy, uh, Tadanabu Asano. Asano as Raiden. <laughs> 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 Mikhod Brooks as Jackson, Jax Briggs, uh, Ludi Lin as Liu Kang, Jessica McNamee as Sonya Blade, and, and a whole bunch of others. Um, I'm curious to see what they do with it. I mm. mean, I'm not going to lie. It could be fun if it's handled right. You know, Tomb Raider, the movie with uh, Alicia Vikander, mm-hmm. I enjoyed it, and they did well, and I thought they, they did some cool things with that character, so I'm excited to see a sequel. Yeah. It had its moments. Yep. What about uh, Minecraft, the movie? What in the heck is that going to look like? <laughs> Just like Minecraft. <laughs> <laughs> There's already like a million Minecraft videos. So yeah. There'll be a good plot. <laughs> right. And it's kind of funny because with the nature of that game, you literally could play the game, do the stuff you want to do, and just voice over it. And you, people have. You know, and that's the thing. <laughs> but yeah, we'll see. That's coming from uh, Peter Sollett, the guy who did Nick and Nora's Infinite Playlist. Okay. Um, Story of a teenage girl trying to save the overworld from an ender dragon. So that's that. Mm. Uh, Detective Pikachu 2, Pokemon, that's coming. Mass Effect is apparently getting a game or a movie. A Mega Man movie, that could be kind of interesting. Mega Man, (laughs) I'm sure it'll be animated in some some shape or form, much like Sonic or something like that. It says this was announced in late 2013. Right. So some so of these seven are, years ago they said they're making yeah, a movie. They haven't made some it of these are are long shots, is what the article's saying. Uh, but these are ones that have been slated as as they want to make movies out of them. Not saying they're gonna happen, but uh, no. I'm clicking through here. So far, yeah. the only one that's piqued my interest that I'd be interested in seeing Half Life. Yeah, Borderlands so, would Shinobi be would be cool. You know, Missile I, Command. <laughs> yeah. Well, I'm I look still at waiting for these. burger time. <laughs> yeah. I look at some of them too, like Firewatch. Now, that game, uh, I've never played it. It's supposed to be just one of these very relaxed, kind of beautiful games. But what? And you're, you're basically a guy that's in a Firewatch tower in the mountains. Now, maybe they could do something cool like a natural disaster movie, but I don't know. Shinobi, a good ninja movie, would be fun. Yeah, we haven't I had one of those. Yeah, Missile Command. <laughs> Tetris. What is. 
Yeah. Now, a couple of these are interesting to me. Heavy Rain and um, The Last of Us. Is that Rain Wilson if he's put on some pounds? <laughs> After a trip to Fact. Burger King. <laughs> no, Heavy Rain, uh, that that was a, a PlayStation 3 game, I believe. No, I never and I, I never played it, but by all accounts, it's one of those games that is supposed to be known for the one of the best stories, like a very cinematic story as it is. The game plays like a movie. Same thing with The Last of Us. There's a lot of action and stuff you're doing, but very much cinematic in its own right. So, I mean, in games like that, does it make sense to turn it into a movie when the game itself is already so cinematic? Yeah, that's a good point. Good you point. kind of goofy. Duke Nukem, that's been, <laughs> <laughs> that's been rumored yeah, for a long right. time. Yeah, The Sims. I mean, what would the Sims movie be? <laughs> Reality TV? Now, I granted, don't know. The Sims was rumored all the way back in 2007, and it still keeps kicking around, so who knows? <laughs> so we're just basically reading a list of things that may potentially be on our our, our sequel to this conversation we're yeah. going to have today on Most Hated Movies. Exactly. It, it's kind of wild, but yeah, some of these are interesting, and that's why I, I threw this Nintendo article in here, because if any movie <laughs> ever screamed to not have a remake made... It was that Super Mario Brothers movie. Oh. And so if they're looking to do that, who knows what else? Let they us might not forget Street Fighter. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> With now, Van Damme. Towards the end of this list, there's one that I find very humorous as a movie um, Just Dance. <laughs> uh, January 2019, <laughs> it was announced that Screen Gems will develop a film version of Ubisoft's annual video game. Somehow it says, I mean, uh, what are you going to do with uh, just dance? Dear Hollywood. Oh, stop. Boy. Yeah. Metal Gear Solid makes the list and Centipede. What What are you going to do in a movie with Centipede? I mean, it could be a cool sci-fi movie. It's going to have to be sci-fi where these gigantic insects are invading and you like starship troopers. Yeah. Except, except more centipede-ish. Yeah. 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 Not Better human guns. centipede-ish, but. Yeah, yeah, Oof. yeah. <laughs> so anyways, that's what's going on with Nintendo. Sweet. All right. I think it might be time for us to move on to some Digital Soup recommendations. Digital Soup recommendations. So I'm going to let Dave go first on this one. What <laughs> are you recommending today? Better not be some crappy cell phone case. Go. <laughs> okay, it's not. It's a beautiful <laughs> cell phone <laughs> <Okay>. case. <laughs> what I'm recommending is a company called Bullstrap. It's uh, B-U-L-L-S-T-R-A-P dot C-O. Now, there's a little story behind this. Um, I backed myself in a corner a little bit into buying this thing, and I, I'm glad I did because <laughs> it is beautiful. But I've seen these things pop up in an Instagram uh, ad that I saw, you know, one in one of my feeds and they, I started looking at the site and I'm looking at them like, man, these things are just amazing. Just beautiful cases. They're all handcrafted leather. This company also makes, um, custom leather, uh, watch straps and wallets and things like that. Just super high quality stuff, beautifully crafted. And so in, <laughs> in my wisdom, I was feeling a little <laughs> cheeky one night on my, my AIC pod Instagram. And I did a story and I, I shared a pic, you know, their post. And I was like, man, are these beautiful looking? I'd love to get my hands on one. And then in the, 
the story, I was like, hey, Bullstrap, hook me up, you know, send me one of these cases or whatever. Yeah. And then I, I jokingly was like, ah, never mind. I'd end up having to just buy it. I don't have any pull. <laughs> you know, I'm not an influencer. <laughs> right. And about uh, an hour or two later, I get a message from one of the owners. What? Of this company, yeah. And he said, hey, use this code. It's my personal code. Gets you 20% off. I'm oh. like, okay. So this case I needed, because because I'm using still an iPhone 8 Plus, it wasn't one of the newer 11s or whatever. And it yeah. was about 49 bucks and then 20% off that. So, you know, around 30 something. And I was like, well, that's cool. Wow, they reached out. And then I thought, you know, I'm going to look like a giant jerk, you know, if, if I <laughs> do that and then don't buy it after they give me a code. <laughs> yeah, I don't want it. Yeah, so I was like, uh, what the heck, 30 bucks? <laughs> you, you made yourself buy it. Yeah, I was like, 30 bucks, I could talk myself into it. It's beautiful looking. We'll see how the quality is, you know, it'd be something to talk about at the very least. This thing yeah, the came, products look incredible. Yeah, I mean, it came very quickly um, within just a couple days, you know, probably three, four days total. And opened it up, and the first thing I noticed, and they say on their website too, it's like, they have a line right now. They've got this Valentine's Day sale thing going. So you buy one, get one 50% off on everything. We're not sponsored, but they say in, in some of their other ads, like it's, it's the genuine quality, high quality, everything else and aroma. And I'm like, that's weird. Oh, leather aroma. Yeah, sure. But I tell you what, man, if you've ever bought a, like a, a leather jacket, <laughs> my phone case smells good. Oh, it does. Like, and, and you know what's even weirder is that if you're <laughs> holding it for a while, like in the yeah. evening, I'll be sitting on the couch scrolling while we're watching TV or whatever. My hands will smell like leather after <laughs> a little bit, and it's—I mean, this case is just nice and soft. It's—it's it's like super awesome leather, like supple. It is. It's soft, smooth. If there's one knock on it, is that the case. At first now, because it's going to break in a little bit to your hand, you know, the little patina on it and stuff. Sure. But it can be a little slick, especially if your hands are cold. Oh, okay. You know, as far as the friction, <clears throat> there's not a lot. It's a very slimline case, so taking a little bit to get used to. But, man, is it beautiful. It smells great. It looks fantastic. Just nice. if, if you're looking for something unique for your phone, check out Bullstrap because they've got some beautiful, beautiful stuff. And if you do... Tell them that Dave from AIC Pod on Instagram sent you just in case. <laughs> I don't have any deals worked out, <laughs> no but it'd deals. be awesome if you guys ordered it and was like, oh, I heard about this from Dave on Adventures and Creativity at AIC Pod on Instagram. And, and maybe they'd send me something else. I don't know. Say shameless plug. Shameless plug. Shameless plug. All right. So I'm going to recommend something called the Footnote Amp. And this is so if you play guitar and you like to build stuff and tinker around, the footnote is actually, it's by the company SKB. You might be familiar with them from their cases if you're in the music industry or, or not. Um, they make cases that people use, rat cases, all kinds of stuff. But what this is, is uh, it's an electric guitar amp that it's basically the electronics and then like the face. So, and it comes with a power supply. So you need a speaker and a box and just creativity. Yeah. In fact, Dave, you might like this if you're if you're starting to work on you know little projects and stuff, woodworking stuff. Mm -hmm. People will make this out of suitcases, out of just boxes. I used a large metal ammo can to build mine. <laughs> it is, and so it sounds cool. pretty sweet. Yeah. And so it's only a five watt um, amp, but for a six inch speaker and a five watt amp, and you can you plug your guitar into it. There's you know EQ, volume, that kind of stuff. 
as well as there's like a built-in cable tester and some other kind of cool things. Originally, SKB had these inside of like a, one of their pedal boards, and it was just to help you jam out and practice using a, just using your pedal board without mm-hmm. even hooked to your big amp. Well, so now they just sell these modules standalone, <laughs> so you can kind of build whatever you want. Yeah, they're, they're like twenty dollars. Really? And yeah, they're they're twenty bucks. Man, and you get you just have to pick out a six inch speaker. Mine, when I bought it originally, came with a little uh, Eminence six and a half inch driver. Okay. So find yourself a six and a half inch speaker on the cheap. I got this at parts uh, parts express dot com, mm-hmm. and I buy a lot of audio components and stuff from that place. And it's pretty good stuff. So that's my recommendation of today. It's if you want a fun project, maybe you want to work on something with your kid who's learning to play guitar. Be like, hey, let's build something cool. And then you have a nice little practice amp. I really wish that I had not sold my electric guitar in my little, I had one of the smaller Digitech pedals, you know? Oh, sure. Not the big four slot one, but like the two slot with a wah. Yep. And I sold it all a number of years back because I was not playing it a lot. And I think I took the money and bought a new lens or something for my cameras. But Typical. yeah, I kept my acoustic guitar though, because I knew that's one that I could just grab and play. But oh, absolutely. I, I wish I still had my electric guitar because this looks so incredibly fun. And, and I'm going to put you on the spot. You can play acoustic through it. Well, and mine's not an acoustic electric though. I'd have to get a pickup. You know, yep. you, can, you can add the, the pickup for it, but I'd be cheaper just to go to a pawn shop and pick up a yeah. cheap electric guitar. <laughs> So you're putting me on the spot for what now? I'm putting you on the spot because you sent me a little a little video. Yep. You want um, to plug it in and play it on the show? Yeah. Well, what I yeah, what I want <laughs> you to do, if you can send me um the like maybe snap a photo or two so we can kind of see what you built with your ammo can, because that's super cool. Yep. And grab a picture or two, send that, and then also shoot over a you know a little video because we can post up to one minute long if i put it on my on our on our instagram sure and then i'll embed that also on our website in the post but um if you can get that over we'll share that with you guys so you guys can get a, a look at this and, and your people can see your setup and, and give a listen to because it's crazy like this thing for being just something super simple like what it is it sounds pretty dang good it's not bad. I'm just, I've got a dis- cheap distortion pedal with it. Yeah. Plus, by the way, it's got a headphone output if you want to plug in headphones and privately practice or listen. So you you could build your box and skip the speaker even and just play in headphones if you really wanted to. If you really wanted to. But the speaker, it, it's, I know I'm looking at their gallery, like seeing it a speaker in the side of a suitcase is wild. Yeah, it, it's pretty cool. I think it's, it could be really a fun cool. project. Yep. And the only problem with mine is there's some rattling here and there because it is in a metal ammo. (laughs) So I was going to say, it's got to be picking up a little (laughs) bit of vibration. Well, on the inside, I stuffed um, a 12 by 12 piece of acoustic foam Mm -hmm. to knock down some of the standing waves inside the the box and kind of keep it. How crazy did did you try it without the foam? No, because I just knew from the last time I built a bass amp. Yeah. You put, you put foam in there. I just wonder (laughs) like with that metal, how much of a crazy wild tone, even though you're going to get that buzzing and rattling from the, you know, the metal. Yeah, that's a good point. Is yeah. it going to be like a weird reverby type? Tinny, I don't know. I suppose so, real tinny sounding. The, the cool thing with building it into an ammo can is yep. that I open a latch and I swing the top open and I've got access to the inside. <laughs> it's so cool. <laughs> you, you definitely take us, you know, even if you don't want to snap a few pictures, even if you just do a, a short video or two, kind of one giving us a tour of the amp and one uh, 
just play a little bit and let us hear it. Yep. That would be awesome. We'll get that yeah. up in the show. Can do that. Can do that. This is All such right. a cool idea. It's neat and it's a, it's fun. It's cheap. You know, you're not going to use this for a gig, but for just making some noise and and practicing and stuff, that's what it's made for. And it's it's also very cool. So you know what else? What? I'm sure we have some guitar playing listeners out there. Probably. I mean, for the right price, we could maybe come up with a a, a digital soup exclusive <laughs> practice amp for you. Oh, contact Adam for details. <laughs> Dang it! <laughs> now I really put you on the spot. You're going to have like 40 orders or something. <laughs> I need one of these. <laughs> but I oh, sweet. <laughs> can you imagine all the crazy requests though? Put it inside of an inner tube. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. just put it weird. inside a plexiglass dinosaur <laughs> yeah my t-rex needs an amp <laughs> mm-hmm. amp it i'm gonna mount this inside of my car so when i pull up somewhere i can hop out and play for the ladies <laughs> i i just think it would be so much fun just to uh, like see what kind of crazy ways people could build this you know what i mean like oh yeah you know, ammo can is cool. Suitcase is cool. And I'm, I'm looking around my office going, what else could you put that in that would just blow people's minds? Like, wait, <laughs> that's a guitar amp? You know what would be kind of cool? Mm-hmm. Build it into your wall. Mm-hmm. And then just have an amp in your wall. Just plug could, it right you in. The, you could put the controls right in front of you and then just put the speaker, you know, just run the speaker or you could have the speaker come out anywhere. Sure. Just build a box between two studs. And I don't mean me and Dave. <laughs> <laughs> let's talk about movies we freaking hated let's do it because i you know we threw this idea out here because we were kind of looking like okay we're going to retool things a little bit but we need being a little kind of our world was rocked a little bit with jason's announcement it's like oh crap what what should we do you know you know what are we going to talk about and i thought about this i threw it out there and we're like yeah let's do that and then i realized (laughs) As you guys know, if you've listened to Super Reviews, it's not often I truly hate a movie. Like, I may dislike it and not want to watch it again, but I struggled to come up with a solid list. But I got a couple. So I'm curious to see what you came up with. All right. Well, and I do have to say, hate's a really strong word. (laughs) (laughs) But there's some movies that I was so disappointed with that I'm just kind of throwing them on here. So I'm going to I'm going to blend this hatred with an extreme dislike. You know, criteria for me when I looked at this, I kind of thought of the the first one I thought of was was the only time I've ever wanted to walk out of a movie theater. You know what I mean? Or <laughs> yeah. shut a movie off cuz it's like, oh, I yep. I cannot handle this. And that's, that's what I point. mean like, you or, know, kind of when I looked at it, that's kind of where I was at. Also, if you bought the DVD and then accidentally lost it, would you be upset? I, I might be embarrassed that it was on my shelf. <laughs> if somebody found out I used to have it. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. <laughs> I'm embarrassed. Exactly. I'm sorry, everybody. So, What's your first up on your uh, list? My, the first one I put on my list is something I recently watched, and that was Dark Phoenix. Okay. I know. That's interesting. I haven't seen it, but I remember you telling me it was terrible. Listeners. That's because it is. Spoilers. Sp- I don't care if you spoil it because I've heard it's terrible. I'll probably still watch it at some point just to see. There's but. not really anything to spoil here. I mean, you've yeah. got an already oversaturated superhero movie market. And yeah. you've got X-Men, which has been dragging on. At this point, we have an entirely all-new cast from the mm-hmm. original X-Men series. 
And um, Sophie well, Turner, who I don't mind in Game of Thrones, right, was just abysmal in this. I it's just heard so bad, very wooden. Yeah, just like now, she did not deserve to be a lead, or she shouldn't. <laughs> I don't know. Just she's not, probably she's a way better actress than I'll ever be. But it, it was that's like, true because you can't be an actress. Well, that's I mean, true. I guess you could. Don't tell me what I can and can't do. <laughs> I guess you could. I'm sorry. <laughs> the, well, this movie made me disappointed that I wasted my time watching it, and I was like, "What garbage!" Yeah. Well, and there's one other factor that led to the the kind of craziness that they even released this is that this movie started production, everything else. They they made a massive change to the ending. Um, from what I understand. Doesn't this end like with a train battle or something? There's a yeah. There's all kinds of crazy stuff. Yeah, <laughs> you know. Well, they apparently the original ending was supposed to take place like out in space and all this crazy stuff, but then they changed it last minute and really kind of made it stupid because they were worried it was too close to something that was done in either Infinity War or Endgame, one of those two. Not to mention the biggest problem. The X-Men series was being put out by Fox. Yeah. During the production of this movie, Fox was purchased by Disney and hence Marvel, the MCU. X-Men are a Marvel property. They made this movie and still pushed it out there knowing full well that it meant nothing. And suddenly it's part of Disney and it has no bearing whatsoever. It's going to be completely rebooted when they finally bring the X-Men into the MCU proper. Mm. So this movie literally served no purpose. I really liked the first X-Men movie and X2. I thought they were, I, I enjoyed you're, those. You're talking the Hugh kinda, Jackman, um, Famke yeah, Jansen, yeah. Patrick back Stewart. When they those first, ones, yep. That was, superhero movies were just getting started way back when those yep. were coming out, really. You had Spider-Man. Well, yep, exactly. Sam Raimi, it was kind yeah. of that, that earlier. But this is just, this was garbage. Mm-hmm. The, the the acting was, I mean, across the board, just well, just terrible. You know that when they rebooted the X Men, and they went the back to the well, it, yeah. <laughs> but I didn't mind the first one or two, like Days of Future Past, and oh, I'm talking strictly this movie. Yeah, yep. Those two I didn't mind. Then they got into that. What was the one Apocalypse or whatever it was called? I can't remember. That one wasn't that good, and it was no, the continuation of this X Men story. This Dark Phoenix yep. was the fourth one, I think, in that that series, and it just, I heard bad things, so it's interesting to know that it's it lived up to the hype. <laughs> yep. If you go look at the re- the user reviews on IMDb, they're hilarious. Yeah. You got <laughs> a couple stop. for us? Please stop making <laughs> Please movies. Stop. Absolutely horrid and dull, one out of ten. Oh. The best storyline in the X-Men canon, and they crapped on it, two out of ten. Dark Phoenix is I, a great storyline. <laughs> Why was this even made? Two out of ten. I'm sorry, but these need to stop. One out of ten. Wouldn't even want to give it one star. <laughs> now, Literal let me garbage. ask you. Let me ask you this. Was there anything, anything at all when you watched this that you were like, eh, that one tiny little itsy bitsy thing, that was kind of cool? There was one scene where something lands out in the distance and mm-hmm. this woman's dog runs out there and... um like they, they're having a house party and this dog runs out and it's barking at the woods and the woman's like, what are you barking at? And all of a sudden these creatures start walking out of the woods. Oh, really? That was kind of cool. It was, it was creepy, but cool. Sure. Like, cause this movie's aliens. Yeah. It, it's aliens coming to steal the force from 
the <laughs> piece Force. of wood. Star Wars. <laughs> the Phoenix Force. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> there are aliens coming to steal the Force, and I'm thinking, okay. Ironically, as we record this today, the artist that came up with the design for the aliens, um, H.R. Geiger, it's his mm-hmm. birthday today, and we're oh, you know what's we're his Geiger counter at? <laughs> He's been long deceased, <laughs> I believe. <laughs> oh. I, I could be wrong on that. Okay. I believe he's All deceased, right. but um, but no, I immediately thought, okay, so aliens like his design, you know, from from the uh, alien movies, and then <laughs> then you said they're coming to steal the force, so I was like, ooh, Darth Vader battling an <laughs> alien. All right, I'm in, and then, and then you said stealing it from wood, and I'm like. So they're dressed like lumberjacks, maybe? Or yep. is Groot in here somewhere? <laughs> it's a big mix. It's an amalgam. Oh. So all right, what's uh, give me one of your list here? I'm I'm gonna save my one, my most hated for last. Yeah, okay. Now, Super Mario Brothers, I did put on this list. And I'm gonna combo that with Masters of the Universe, which we watched not too long ago. Just trash. Yeah, and these are <laughs> <Just> movies. <laughs> so bad. Yes, that's about as much as you could say. Yeah, I mean movies. the the one the, you know, thinking of like <laughs> trying to put myself back as a kid, you know, when that when what was that 93? So I was uh what would I have been? 10, 12, whatever somewhere in there. Well, 88 would have been 10. You've been like 14. 14, 15, 15. You know, so young teenager, you know, and I think even then watching it I was like, what is this? These guys look like <laughs> rapist. They're <laughs> creepy looking. These goomba <laughs> these goombas look like the oh, special effects terrifying. were Oh, it was so bad. And then I look at Masters of the Universe was in that similar era. I can't remember exactly what year. When we talked about that recently, but the special effects and makeup and everything looked (laughs) a lot the same, like these just horribly, like, I don't know, made out of foam masks. Right. And just, oh, so terrible. And you know, the, the thing that they both have as bad as dark Phoenixes, (laughs) right. And what, what I remember most is thing between both of those movies is I was a huge He-Man fan growing up. And I was a huge fan of Super Mario Brothers and seeing that, oh, they're making my favorite things into movies. This is awesome because Ninja Turtles had a good movie. Yeah. That was good. And that was like, oh, this is sweet. But you saw these two come out then and it's like, what is, they just ruined my childhood. (laughs) They took away everything I loved. Well, nobody went, goes by the video games plot or character. Even Ninja Turtles didn't have Bebop and Rocksteady. They had like. Yep. Well, maybe I'm thinking of Ninja Turtles too. The first one was was great. Yep. Well, the I, I, the second I do like one, at the end of the first one where Casey nonchalantly murders somebody in a garbage compactor. <laughs> yeah. Right. And nobody says <laughs> he goes up to it. I watched this just like a few months ago with my yep. kids because it's it's awesome. And, and I never re- remembered this, but he goes up to the thing after Shredder falls in it, uh-huh. and he just grabs the lever and goes, "Oops, clank!" And then just crushes him. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> like, uh, it is I guess so bad. he's also the the judge and executioner. Right. Yeah. The first I, one. I, the first one was. The law. <laughs> yeah. The, <laughs> just remember it. how much you hated oh, that mouth? stupid <laughs> <laughs> Carl Urban frowning all the time. <laughs> yeah. Just the the first Ninja Turtle movies was in 1990. That was good. The second one that was. Um, but I can't remember. That's the one I think that we saw Bebop and Rocksteady come in. 
or some version of those characters, you know, something like that. Yeah, it's like Turtles uh, Two: The Secret of the Ooze. Now, the one that was really yeah. bad was the third one, and it was Turtles in Time, and oh, that yeah. was terrible. That was 1993, also the same year as Super Mario Brothers. So all of our childhood favorites were getting ruined. Yep. Ugh. <laughs> so what what was next on your list? All right, another recent one. It too. Interesting. Yours were recent. It too. Well, well I, I haven't it, seen it. I was I just going to. through my mind, like, what have I watched that I recently you know, that I remember recently? Mm-hmm. And this one's going strongly, just like not absolute hate. Okay, but you remember I, I texted you guys and I said it too should have been s word too <laughs> <laughs> because it was the absolute non scariest scary movie I've ever seen. Okay, they they relied the plot was just I mean you know the plot from the book. Yep, but the way they the way they did the movie and I have you seen it yet? Not yet, but you can you can fill me it's, in. It's uh I mean it's just not scary. They rely yeah. nothing. It's all jump scare. You know, we're talking like B movie jump scare grade okay. stuff, and trying to make the creatures look spooky and scary, and like yeah, okay. And it's just when you watch it, it's everyone has to go find like their own totem, kind of a deal. And the movie is so predictable, so formulaic. They just jump. Okay, this person has something. They have to go retrieve an object, but then they're going to have a run in with Pennywise, and it's going to be the scary thing. And they just right. rinse and repeat, like oh, linearly, really from the one scene to the next. And you're like, okay, now it's going to happen. Oh, okay. So they they it's should the have seat. quit with the first one then. Yeah, or I don't well, know. Let me Did ask the same you this. person direct it because it didn't seem like it. You know, that's a good question. I'm not positive on that, but let me let me ask you this. Everything I heard about the sequel, it too coming out, they talked about how with the first one it was so well done. And they said the second one's going to be even bigger and badder and more crazy because the second one, the story gets into some pretty weird stuff, you know, yeah. like um, supernatural, you know, really, really out there stuff. And they said they were going to really bring this crazy level to the it too, the the finale of this this set of movies here. Did they did they go in weird directions or was it just? straightforward formulaic boring uh, i it felt pretty formulaic and boring to me and like i don't know they, they they overdid it with like let's try to make a scary scene here let's make penny and there was some creepy stuff in there of course yeah but it's still like i don't know there, there was nothing that was actually really scary that's at this point they're not using you know tension properly they're not using uh, in my opinion and it, it looks like, like it, it feels rushed uh it felt like they could have cut a bunch of stuff out to me when i want i don't know oh interesting so it's, tightened it's up to, the story a little i'm trying to remain re, i'm trying to remember exactly what i was thinking when i watched mm-hmm. it other than ugh, i actually here's what here's what i was thinking about two-thirds of the way in because it's a long movie yeah it's 169 minutes i think okay and i thought I would really like for this to be done now. <laughs> well, is this? I was waiting for it to end because a lot of it was really boring. Yeah, it was. That's why. That's, that's all I could think of. Well, it it a is a review, beast but. of a movie. I understand. Long yeah. lengthwise, you know, it's it's no Irishman. No, that was that one required multiple sittings. But, but Irishman did you at least feel, was good. That's what I was gonna say. Did you feel that way in something like The Irishman, which is three plus hours, three and a half hours, or whatever it was? 
Do you ever have a no, feeling like Irishman, I just you, wish this would end? And it's not something I want to watch again because of the length, but yep. it was also, they kept the story moving. Yeah. You know what I mean? I'm going to watch so it again, but the okay. Irishman for me will get watched again um, where I basically take 10 minutes of scene and study yep. the visuals because Scorsese oh. just crushed it. It's such sure. a beautifully shot movie, but it too, not so good, huh? No, they they tried to insert weird humor. <laughs> I mean, th- where it didn't belong. Sure. <laughs> Lots of bad jokes. <laughs> Georgie, just we just ate your arm. <laughs> <laughs> well, in the well, first like, it, that got me. Like, remember that the first oh, one? Yeah. It opens yep. and you see like how, just how graphic it was going to be. And I was like, oh boy, this was a kid crawling in the street, blood running through the gutters and the rain. Oh, yeah, and I'm it was like, shocking. Whoa, I don't know if I'm ready for this. I don't know if I can do this. Yeah. And thankfully, the rest of the movie kind of toned down a little bit. <laughs> but yeah, here's what I'm going to suggest. Yeah. Watch the first it. Mm-hmm. And then watch the last half of the old TV series. <laughs> and let that be. <laughs> Let that be your ending. That good, huh? Like, oh man, <laughs> Tim Curry's back. Sweet, right? You'll oh. float too. It, it was <laughs> uh, overall. I'm just gonna say it was boring. I actually thought Bill Hader was funny in this. He's um, pretty fantastic as an actor. Yeah, he, who he else was good this, in this? I, this star James who, uh, McAvoy was pretty good. Yeah, um, Chastain, Jessica Chastain. Yeah, is they've it? got a lot of stars in it, but it was yeah. still like okay. Interesting. It, almost like they didn't. I wonder if that the cast just didn't gel as well as the kids. Maybe. I don't know. I, I th- it's mm. it's it's hard to it's hard to pinpoint exactly what it is. I didn't. Right. Again, I didn't. This isn't something I hated. I just really, really disliked it. Right. I wanted it to be done, and I never want to watch it again. <laughs> Fair but, enough. You know, if you've seen the first one, you should watch the second one. Just get it over. Right. With. Yeah, it's on my some, list. You might you might like it. Maybe there's something yeah. that you're like, oh, Adam's stupid. <laughs> anyway, let's, what's yours? What's your next one? Well, let me set this next one up like this by reading uh, a bit about the storyline for you. And I'll try to guess what it is. All right. Um, all alone in the world, Nomi Malone, making her way to Las Vegas, is determined to make a name as a dancer while putting her unspoken <laughs> past behind her. Is this Showgirls? It is Showgirls. <laughs> I never saw it. <laughs> I saw this. You know, obviously, most... Jesse Spano. Yeah, most <laughs> yeah, most guys of our age. This came out back in 1995, so I was a junior in high school, and this was Saved by the Bell fan favorite Jesse making an adult movie where it's you know it played in theaters. It's not like it was a porn movie or nothing, darn close. But lots of nudity, all about the stripper culture and all this other stuff. And so many people were like, oh, this movie, you got to see it. You got to see it. And I watched it and I remember thinking, this is terrible. And I don't (laughs) want to be critical of people, but she just shouldn't have been naked. She, she, I don't know the whole thing, the story terrible. There is, if you want to (laughs) see one of the most cringeworthy, um, how do I say this family friendly kids? This isn't for you. Um, cringeworthy adult moments, you know, in, uh, interactions. The the guy that was in Twin Peaks, uh, Kyle McLaughlin, he's kind of the co-star of this movie along with Gina Gershon. 
he he has this scene where they're in a pool or a hot tub or something, uh, bumping uglies, and uh-huh. it is the most disturbing, terrifying. Like what just happened? Awkward looking scene, and it's like it wasn't supposed to be that. It's it's supposed to be a little disturbing if I remember in the story, but at the same time, it was just like. What was this an episode of Twilight Zone that just happened in that swimming pool? <laughs> it is cringeworthy. This whole yeah. story is terrible. And I remember as a 16, 17 year old kid, you know, you would think this kind of movie, you don't care what the story is, you're seeing a little nudity. And even it was so bad that even at that prime teenage years, I was like, no, I will not ever watch this movie again. <laughs> it was just terrible. You want to see a good wow. movie like this, minus all of the nudity and everything, go watch Coyote Ugly. That was a, okay. a favorite movie of mine when it came out. I just, the music was fantastic. And yeah, there's, you know, nice looking ladies, which doesn't hurt, but the story was good. Girl trying to make it in the music business, you know, starts bartending at a bar, or whatever. Blows this movie away. Skip mm. Showgirls, never ever. If it's on your <laughs> shelf, you should be embarrassed. How, how does it compare to striptease? Uh, I don't. Moore. I don't really remember that movie that well. That's Demi Moore, right? <laughs> Wait a second. They made a Showgirls two called Pennies from Heaven. Oh, I did not know that. And uh, oh, how no. does a movie it's, this bad get? Oh, it's got a one point six out of ten on IMDb. Oh, IMDb. Yeah, the the original has only got a what four something <laughs> out of ten. So how does that get made into a C? 4.8 out of 10. The character's name is Penny Slot. (laughs) You know what, though? I'm looking at the list. Who plays her? Rena Riffle? She was in the first one. She plays a character named Penny Slash Hope in the first one. I'm looking at the IMDb right now for the, the original movie. Oh. Oh, my goodness. Penny Slot stars. Ugh, not great looking either stars in oh my goodness showgirls though wipe it from memory yeah i don't remember striptease with demi moore i don't remember that that well but i have to think it was probably better than than showgirls but i don't know that's got pretty low ratings also (laughs) oh terrible all right let's let's talk about E.T. for a second. Oh, but controversial. It's, no, it's not because that's not the movie I'm going to criticize. Oh, I'm going to gotcha. talk about its ripoff, Mac and Me. <laughs> that scene with the, <laughs> the, the, wheelchair the wheelchair Paul wheelchair. Rudd plays for every clip he's on Conan. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. So Mac and Me came out in 1988, and this is an alien trying to escape from NASA, and he befriends a wheelchair-bound boy. And the main alien <laughs> character is disturbing looking and it's like an alien child with you know like et no clothes Mm -hmm. but it's got these huge fake bulging eyes yep the movie was just i just i remember watching it and going this sucks what is this thing (laughs) and at the end of it it's like the (laughs) mac and me his like alien parents i remember them getting in a car and it's like we'll be back for mac and me too and then that never happened thank god (laughs) <laughs> because this movie was a piece of crap. However, it's one of those movies you could probably watch for humor. This is in the so bad it's it's worth a watch category for me. Kind of. Yeah. So Paul Rudd, whenever he appears on Conan <laughs> O'Brien and plays, they play a movie clip. Yep. 
He's like, okay, we're going to check out the scene from Ant-Man. He will play a, this same clip over and over. He's been doing this for like 10 years on Conan. And it's it shows so uh, <laughs> it shows the kid in the wheelchair. His He starts rolling down a hill and his, his brakes give out. And then his wheelchair falls off a dang cliff. Like a massive Into the cliff. water. Yeah. A huge cliff. And he's like, ah. And he hits the water and all of a sudden the, the alien thing like looks up and looks at the screen. Like, yeah, it, like total mystery science theater 3000. Like he was in the audience watching and he pops up looking around blinking like, what? <laughs> it is oh so bad. You know, yeah, I've, I've mentioned this show many times. They've ended their run, Skip to the End podcast. Um, they had this, one of their hosts, um, Mark, he is a <laughs> he talks about this movie all the time and it became a running gag where every time something would come up he'd be like oh they'd be like oh this this movie was critically acclaimed and blah 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 and he's like oh is it mac and me too mac and me and uh, like <laughs> he just loved this film <laughs> like i don't know if he actually oh, loved man. the movie but it was a long running thing oh, that they always did joke. that's awesome it's it was so good yeah yeah, I, <laughs> if you ever start a podcast with uh with captain poland yeah <laughs> you call it mac and me mac and me <laughs> <laughs> the best part is he could do that with anybody That's any true. co-host it's mac's new show are That's you listening true. mac i know you do mac and me yeah that's your new spin-off show from shutter time which you guys should check out if you're photographers um but He's it's gonna have time an all- for Mac and me, <laughs> yeah. and it's just him <laughs> screaming off a cliff. <laughs> <laughs> all right, what's your next one? Here? All right, so the one that when I first thought of this, this is the one that I, I just instantly was like, "That is a movie." I that was the only time I ever wanted to get up and leave a theater, and this was a movie that was called Kung Pao Enter the Fist. <laughs> I own that on DVD. I. I, I should rewatch it because everyone says it's brilliant. Maybe oh it just gosh. hit me at a at a bad time. I've never seen more people leave the theater. Oh, I, I hated that. this movie with a passion. Now the it's the, so dumb, but that's the concept is kind of kind of clever. You know, Steve Odekirk, the the director and the star of the film, he basically he goes in and he splices in himself and a few other actors as if they're part of these old kung fu movie so he, he splices all these clips together and makes his own story yep. it is so terrible i i mean <laughs> i literally i remember sitting there and i was 15 minutes in i was watching it with a buddy and keep in mind i didn't pay to see it because i was working at the theater at the time so i went for free <laughs> and i still really. was like this is not worth my this is awful what and he was laughing like crazy so he loved it so well, i didn't get up and leave it, it, it's it's a strange movie in that way because a lot of people like like you hate it yeah and when I saw it with my college buddies we were like we we're just laughing hysterically because it was over the top people were leaving the theater I remember yeah. watching people like shaking their heads and be like ugh I couldn't do you've it you've got like a you've got an overdub of a of a guy in a kung fu movie like let me know if you see a radio shack <laughs> and we're <laughs> and we're just dying laughing and we still quote the lines to this day it's like yeah it's ridiculous I, Steve I, Odenkirk. <laughs> I I probably should watch it again, and I I, I've thought that still gonna suck. You're not gonna like it. Yeah, well, (laughs) and I I thought I should give this another look. It's been since you know when it came out was in theaters about 2002, so it's been a while, and I just I can't bring myself to do it. I I would rather watch Crippled (laughs) Masters. Send you the DVD, huh? 
I'm going to send you the DVD. No, I don't even want it in my house. <laughs> Get that out of here. <laughs> all right. No, I, should, um, I should check it out, but yeah, I hated that movie. All right. Now, I was a huge Superman fan. Uh-huh. I know where this is going. But then I saw Superman 4. Oh. And it sucked. Yeah. And I hated it. Because Superman has been basically neutered. They don't explain how anything works. And there was a scene in there. Like Suddenly Superman has new powers. Like he can move stuff with his mind and Mm -hmm. nobody questions it. And this nuclear guy comes out of like nowhere. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Like, oh, let's just build this guy. He shows up with a suit on. He was just created. (laughs) And he's like killing people in the streets. And Superman's just standing there not doing anything, being a complete tool. And he's like, but the people, the people. Uh. And I'm like, this this is a piece of crap. Yeah, it was you bad. Know, explosions and sounds in space, the whole nine yards. That's about all I have to say about that. <laughs> which which <laughs> Superman was it when we got the, it, it was kind of Bizarro, the character of Bizarro, you know, the, the opposite of Superman that shows up, you know, when he's in the, in the bar getting hammered and he's like, shooting peanuts and you know through a wall and stuff is that superman three i'm thinking it's three because he has a battle in a like a junkyard or with, something with richard Pryor. i think so yeah that one i didn't love either no but this this fourth one good. yeah this you're right that that was terrible oh yeah yeah they <laughs> so they, they weren't that great <laughs> we'll just go with that <laughs> Do you Although have any Superman more on your 3, Superman 3, here's a little fun fact. If you're a fan of Office Space, they refer to Superman 3 in one scene because Richard Pryor's character, I believe, and I'm going purely off memory here, uh-huh. set something up where he was taking like, um, you know, the extra the extra fractions that were left over in some of the transactions. Oh, sure, sure. The no, no one would miss, and he was yep. taking all those. And they end up doing that in Office Space. And like, yeah, they did it in Superman 3. <laughs> yep, I remember that. So. Anyway, what, what do you, you have? I, I didn't have any others directly on my list. There's a few. Okay. Uh, I've got a list I can give you of what what people I've, consider the worst. But I've got, I've got some more here. Okay, and, let me um, have them. So two of them are from M Night Shyamalan. Oh no! Let me guess. Um, let me guess. Is it the village? Nope. No. Because I what I was actually the tree didn't mind one? that one? That was village. Was it? Yeah. Okay. So that was Jason. I didn't like Lady that. in the Water. Oh, late. Yep. Yeah. You know, and I it was I vaguely remember it good. only Paul Giamatti stars in that, right? Yep. Yeah. You know, I shouldn't say I hate that one. That was more of a strong dislike, and I don't I don't even remember it. It was so bad. I'm trying to think but, I bet is the other one you you hated slash strong dislike? Was it the one where the No, that wasn't no, what was the Marky Mark one? That's the one. The happening. The happening. With Marky that's Mark the, and his he's a math teacher. The trees. And yeah. they're running from the wind. And oh, the, the plants wind. are That's right. making people kill themselves. There's a scene in there where a guy has a lion attached to each arm. That's like he goes in the lion's pit, lion's den, to kill himself. And the lions grab his arms, and they they both pull, and both his arms come off. And I'm like, that's not how physics work. <laughs> one would give first, right? Yeah, you would right? think. Or one would anyway, rip off at the wrist, and the the lion <laughs> would have the rest of the body. Yeah, the other I mean, there, one. It would. He used that movie as an opportunity to show gruesome death scenes, and then ultimately there was nothing happening. It was so bad. <laughs> it, it should have been garbage. called the nothing happening. Yeah, the nothing. 
Um, I've got two other ones here. Hit me. Both recently on Netflix. And I'm going to get a strong uh, disagreement from you on the marriage story one. I haven't seen it, but I've heard it's supposed to be fantastic. Okay. I have so, not seen it. Now, there's a reason I, I strongly dislike this movie. And it's not because of the acting or the plot, which is actually quite good. And the acting is really good. Mm-hmm. Um, for, for a dialogue movie, which is what most of this is, sure. it's fantastic. And the actors and actresses carry it. It's mm-hmm. great. But the movie made me just feel so terrible <laughs> oh, really? watching it. Well, I heard yeah, it's d- very just, just, sad, just, depressing. It, it is. And that's that's I don't like movies that make me feel bad when I'm done watching it. So and that's just a personal thing. Yeah. And this is one I'll definitely watch because all I know about it is um, you know, it's Adam Driver, Scarlett Johansson. They are married and apparently splitting. And their yep. divorce and all of that. And the whole movie is about this divorce process. It gets so ugly really? and terrible. It was like, man, the, no, nobody's a good person. Yeah. You know, everyone's, yeah, and just kind of like, in, in that sense, it's kind of like real life. Yeah. But it's like, the, nobody was right. And right. they, they their, their kids and caught in the middle of all this stuff. Oh. It was uncomfortable. But it, you know, that's kind of the point. The movie was effective. And, and in that sense, it was a good movie. So but did you watch I, this I just with didn't your like wife? It. Yep. So she what was what the, to expect, neither did I. Yeah, what was, that's what I was going to say. What was the reaction there? Because I, I've heard a lot of people say it's <laughs> it's really tough to watch with your spouse or significant other. It's like, well, I didn't. that's not what I thought it was going to be like. That was the reaction. <laughs> like, yep, sorry about yeah. that. You know, I thought maybe it was going to be a date night movie kind of a deal. Right. Like, hey, let's watch this. It's supposed to be really good. It's the marriage story. Oh. Yeah. You know, it almost sounded like one of those Christian films, you know, sure. where it's like people getting together and. Well, you, you know, kind of, healing. given the trailers, you knew there was problems, but you, I always kind of wondered. I like, never okay. saw the trailers. Oh, see, yeah, I'd, I'd seen I trailers. Came in cold. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I can imagine that being a real shock then. Cause I remember that, you know, when Netflix auto plays the trailers or whatever. Oh, okay. And um, I've watched those a few times and heard a lot of people talk about it, but I, I always kind of just, you know, wondered like, okay. Is this whole thing going to get real ugly? And then in the end, maybe they're older or who knows what, and they, they find their way together again. Or even if they stay split, there's kind of a resolution, you know, a amicable resolution. But from a lot of what I heard, it's just straight uncomfortable through the whole thing, but brilliantly done from a dialogue and, and film standpoint. Yeah, dialogue was was really good. And, and um there's there's one particular scene in it, which I'm not going to spoil anything for you, but sure. they're basically screaming at each other. They did the whole thing in one take. It's it's pretty cool. That's the but one. If you actually look at. Uh, is that the scene where she's a uh, Scarlett Johansson uh, supposedly is like staring straight down the barrel of a camera and you're just seeing like 50 different emotions go from happy to anger to grief to all this stuff? Or is that a different scene? Uh, I don't think that's what I'm okay. thinking of. Okay. But they're they're having an argument with each other. Oh, okay. And, and they're, they're both screaming and stuff and the dialogue, it's all, it's all single shot kind of a thing Sure. with no improvisation. The whole thing was based on this, like the literal script. And if you look at the script, you know, it looks amazing, but you look at the script, it's like, eh, it's a little unrealistic. (laughs) Anyway. Yeah. That's one I I do want to watch. The acting was so good. It was, I feel like I have to kind of prepare myself, be in the right mindset for it. Yeah, it's it's not one I ever want to see again. It's one it's on that list, you know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. And it's not a family friendly movie right. at all. You know, it's 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 uncomfortable. Hmm. 
But I'm going to talk about the last one on my list, which have you seen Six Underground? No, that, but I have seen previews for it. Ryan Reynolds' new movie. Ryan Reynolds plays Ryan Reynolds <laughs> in Six Underground. Yeah. <laughs> because he brings his personality with him, which is fantastic. Sure. But the rest of the movie is just pure, like, undiscriminate dumb action. With a <laughs> Fast plot that makes type. so little sense. Yeah. Uh, that I, I had to watch it in two sittings, and the second one was like trying to eat something that you hate <laughs> just to get it done with. It's <laughs> a lot of people are saying this is great. But I've seen it, positive reviews for that film. It it wasn't there's so much like dumb stuff in it. Like they have this team, right? Uh-huh. And they're the whole concept and not giving anything away here sure. is that the, these people are are a team that you know they're kind of off the grid now you know you know sure. they're as a person they no longer exist so now they can take care of baddies extra super secret okay and everybody's got their own talents you know you got somebody that can drive you got somebody that can shoot you got somebody that's funding everything like batman and one of the characters, I'm going to kind of spoil it, but it's, it's not really plot spoiler. Sure. One of them's just really, really good at parkour. <laughs> it's like, what is he doing here? Oh, that's they're driving ar- the, for the opening scene. They're driving around the city, like having a shootout and stuff. And they radio this guy and he's like, you know, a mile away on top of a building. And yeah. he just starts running around. <laughs> oh man it's so dumb it's it's it makes no sense Ugh. no i i have yeah, not seen it, it. it it's terrible <laughs> another one of my buddies i was talking to was like so you actually finished that thing oh i watched 15 <laughs> minutes done oh that's not oh, a good man. endorsement no it's uh I, I like ryan reynolds a lot i think he's hilarious this mm. this movie just really sucked yeah you know it was terrible sadly i haven't been watching too much real recently the last thing i watched uh we did the witcher of course which we talked about and uh the last star wars and otherwise haven't had a chance to watch much i've been slowly working my way through last year's agents of shield but um even that's kind of like it's all right but mm, is what it is so this is a michael bay movie oh so there are gratuitous explosions, extreme <laughs> over the top gore, um, you know, everything you would expect yep. amplified with a plot that makes no sense and all kinds of things that don't make any sense. <laughs> and you wish you had those Here, those hours of your life back. Here's a, a Michael Bay thought. I was listening to another show uh by a friend of mine, um, Jeffrey Sidoris. He's having a discussion with a photographer named Sean Tucker. And they were talking about the the recent film, that 1917, that uh, visually is oh, supposed yeah, yeah. to be amazing. Um, Story-wise, I've heard is a bit slow, but it is what it is. But they, they were talking about something early in this episode um, about the Transformers movies. And that first Transformers movie, you know, especially everyone got so upset because, you know, when the, when the robots are fighting, you can't tell what's going on. You know, it's just so close and chaotic and just swirling metal and... You know, everything mm-hmm. just flashing by so fast. And uh, Sean, on, on that podcast, he goes, you know, what really got me is that while I was watching that, I couldn't follow the action. And then it struck me, wait a minute, none of that is real. It's all CGI. 
So that means that Michael Bay at some point <laughs> went into the editing room and the CG artist and stuff and was like, no, 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 get closer, more out of focus, make it more disorienting. <laughs> and like he intentionally <laughs> chose to have it built that way because it's all computer generated. It's so vision. Yeah, I mean, it's just such a weird thing. Like you think of it sometimes and you know, films like, oh, I couldn't tell what was going on, it's too dark or whatever. And and that might be just a, a lighting choice or whatever else, the way they shot it. But yeah, on a film I mean, like Venom is people had the same complaint about that that Venom movie last year. When Venom is fighting the the other villain, the other symbiote, mm-hmm. it's hard to tell who's who and what's what's what because it's so close and it's dimly lit and all of this. Well, it's all CG. So there was somebody in that editing room that made that choice and said, Yeah. This looks good. <laughs> and it's like when you think of it that yep. way, it really becomes a massive head scratcher. Like, how did yep. that not have someone look at and, it and be like, uh, you know? Yep. <laughs> He's done some good stuff, though, like things that I really like, though. Like, he directed and he directed mm-hmm. The Rock, you know, yeah. from 96. The first Transformers, when that came out, I thought it was very good. Armageddon, mm-hmm. he was a producer. He was a producer on uh, Quiet Place. Sure, sure. Um, yeah, it's just like when they, when they give him, (laughs) give him the reins on some of these crazy movies, like he's going to just push it almost like he's pushing to see how bad he can make it or something. But you know, I, I haven't seen all the transformers ones I've seen the one and it's not great. I didn't love it. I didn't hate it. Um, but the one where, uh, is it called the last night? Something like that, where, um, it kind of goes back to medieval times and they show how basically Merlin wasn't the wizard everyone thought he was. He had the ancient Transformers on his side and was guarding their staff and all this stuff. It, it was kind of an interesting twist, but not that good. <laughs> Agreed. Other so, movies of Michael Bay that I liked. Uh-huh. <laughs> uh, the Island. What was that? That was very good. Uh, I don't remember that one. That was with one. Ewan McGregor and uh, ScarJo. The island. I don't I'm know. Call if her I've, ScarJo now. Yeah, we're digital well, soup and yeah, You should check it out. It's. it's I really I don't good. know if I saw that one. It's very good. Um. But yeah, so that was that kind of concludes my list of movies I strongly disliked <laughs> slash hated. Well, I'm gonna let's blast through something real quick as we get set to wrap up here. Um, I looked online and and found this list. Now it's 50 movies long. I'm not gonna go through all of them. But the 50 worst movies <laughs> ever. Uh, top 10. Yeah. According to Empire Online, we got things like Spider-Man 3, Showgirls makes the list, um, Howard the Duck, although I, I kind of used to like that movie secretly, um, <laughs> the third Blade, Blade Trinity, and the third Matrix, uh, um, Van Helsing with uh, Hugh Jackman. I kind of didn't saw mind. That one. I saw it, but I didn't mind it. It wasn't great, but it wasn't terrible, I didn't think. Superman 4 makes that list. Uh, <laughs> Son of the Mask. That was bad. Um, geez, that, let's see. With, it was with, um, it wasn't Jim Carrey. It was. Uh, with Cher? Was no, she in that one? No, maybe she was, but it was uh, Jamie Kennedy. <laughs> she was in Mask. Mask? Yeah. Oh, she wasn't in the sequel? <laughs> she was in Mask, the story of Rocky oh, Dennis. Oh, oh. <laughs> okay, I'm with you. Sorry. Was off. Um, uh, let's see. Ultraviolet, the Pink Panther 2 with Steve Martin. I, you know, I was never a huge fan of these Pink Panther movies. Scary Movie, the parody movie, made this mm-hmm. list. And I actually 
thought the first one it's it's crude and rude and you know whatever else but it, i and thought lewd, it was, yeah dude. i thought it wasn't wasn't bad at all um street fighter makes the list uh transformers revenge of the fall and speed two. Oh, tom green fed freddie got fingered that's uh <laughs> never that's, saw that one i did because i used to i used to watch his show but he got a little too annoying for me um as we get up into the top 20 geely with uh affleck and j-lo uh-huh. that was bad white chicks with the, <laughs> the weigh-ins brothers that was just weird um catwoman with halle berry Yep. Um, Heard that's see. terrible. Yeah. Um, let's see. The Room, which is one that people say is, you know, brilliantly terrible. I kind of vaguely remember it, but The Happening makes the list at number eight. Um, something at number seven. Now, <laughs> I don't know what this about what this is about, but um, <laughs> I've never heard of this called Sex Lives of the Potato Man. <laughs> it's not Never one I would either. ever what? choose to watch. <laughs> <laughs> what do you kids want to watch tonight? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah Six Lives of Potato Man. That sounds great. Epic movie, which was another parody movie, but it spoofed like uh, Lord oh, of the Rings so and Narnia and all that. Are... I didn't mind that. Um, oh, okay. The Love Guru with Mike Myers. Battlefield Earth with Travolta. Yeah, that wasn't too good. I've never seen that, but I, I almost kind of want to at this point. You know, I read the, so I remember terrible. reading the book. I didn't, I didn't know about any of the Scientology, you know, all that weird stuff. I just was like, oh, cool. New sci-fi thing. I'll read it. And, um, it's a huge book and it was okay. The movie I saw it, it was all right. Wasn't, I didn't love it. it I mean, Travolta's pretty cringeworthy in the, in the film, but what do you think the number one worst movie on the 50 worst movies ever would be? Glitter with Mariah Carey. <laughs> no, it is okay. Batman and Robin. <laughs> the chill out. Yeah. Well, this. Yeah, this is the one with Mister Freeze. And, yeah, the bat nipples and um, neon design. It was Joel Schumacher, uh, mm. George Clooney as Batman, Schwarzenegger. Yeah, that was a. I don't know. I don't know if I'd you put know, it the, on top of my worst movie ever list though. The bat nipples should have had a function like. <laughs> They shoot blinding dust. <laughs> like the Joker flower. Sour up milk. And, yeah. Well, <laughs> I, I did see something about a very, a, you know, high-end coffee right now. And this is serious. Um, these co- people that are like, you know, I guess you consider them coffee snobs. This is like $100 per pound type of bag, 115 And they're calling it bat spit coffee. Because Ooh. apparently... Bats eat these coffee beans and they suck on them and chew on some of it, whatever they're going to do, and then they spit out the rest. And then they collect those beans, which then when they roast it, apparently gives it amazing flavor. But I'm sorry, I I, I can't drink coffee made from something that an animal chewed on, licked on, and spit out. Not good. I'm kind of with you on that one, although I'm curious. Yeah. It's roasted at least. Let's uh, not getting that's the, true. That's true. <laughs> let's Is throw that really it out. Bat spit coffee. <laughs> yeah. Let's never. throw it out to uh, a listener at random. Uh, Jesse, Jesse, you can try that. <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> no, it'll be like your Oscar Mayer ice cream dog sandwich. Ugh. Ugh, yeah. It sounds terrible. Uh, and with that, I think we might be time to put the lid on the bat spit soup. <laughs> 
Yep. Sounds like so head plan. on over to digitalsouppodcast.com for all things Digital Soup. As always, you can find all of our links there for social media, all of our articles that we've got out there, and you can listen to the show right there. Not that you're not listening to it right now on whatever podcast player that you're on. <laughs> By the way, if you're only listening, uh, you might want to hit that subscribe button. And if you like what you're hearing, hit a five-star review for us and leave us a good review wherever you're listening. Over on Twitter, you can find us at Digital Soupcast. And of course, um, we do have a Patreon. That Are we doing Patreon? I think we are still. Yeah, that's still in place. That's, okay, so we still have a Patreon yep. page that you can still hit. And we'll have a link to that in the show notes as well if you like what you're hearing. Mm-hmm. So from all of us at the Digital Soup Podcast, just Dave. <laughs> Not just Dave, usually Dave. Usually Dave. And Adam. <laughs> usually Dave and just Adam. <laughs> have an awesome week. We'll catch you next time. Take care, guys, and here's to uh, the next chapter. Gators. <laughs> That's I can't say that. You have to take that part off. <laughs>